guys. Welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers, and this is... Pat O. Pat O, how was your weekend? My weekend was okay. Uh, we decorated the house for Halloween. I cannot wait to post pictures. Um, I'm starting a uh, like an inflatable front yard motif thing. Yeah. Last year we got the first one. This year we got another one. And every year I'm just going to get one. And uh, this year's was like a zombie baby that I saw in clearance. And it's mm. the most hideous fucking thing you've ever seen in your whole entire life. It's the worst like graphic design job. They Basically they took like a, a four foot baby in uh camouflage underwear and then they like superimposed the zombie face on it and it just looks absolutely terrible so I'll, i'm gonna post a picture on our twitter so everyone can see but i can't wait to see that yeah yeah it's stopping it's literally stopping traffic like people drive down our, our street and they see it and they fucking stop because they're like what the hell is that thing that's amazing and, yeah it was, it's 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 like french or something i got it on discount on amazon but yeah None of the, uh, everyone talks about going to, what is it, Spirit of Halloween? For, no, no, I get the knockoff shit off the internet. <laughs> no, no, I understand. I get the bootleg Halloween decorations. We don't yeah, get that Spirit of Halloween shit. Fucking Spirit, Spirit's got the same shit every single year, though. So it's like, once you, I mean, what you buy, what you want to buy, like, you're not, I mean, there's nothing new. And so, I don't know, you know, but, but why don't you have the 12-foot skeleton? Why don't you have that in your life? Because that's like a lot, the Menards one, it's like a hundred bucks. So? No, I can't. I'm 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 still I'm way too cheap to like I got like I get decorations. We get like the webs and like window stuff and I like decorating for the holidays. But, but like uh, twelve foot skeleton man. <laughs> what if I buy it look... for you? Will you put it no, up? No, you name it after steal me? It. So, no, right. do you still have that do you still have that uh fan that makes uh s- sculptures and shit? Uh probably, yeah, I'm sure. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't know who you're talking about. Okay. Was, <laughs> is it someone weird? Is some admirer that you had that was like trying to send you a statue, and you're like, "Where should I have this thing shipped to?" Oh my <laughs> gosh! You know what? Here's a fucking hilarious story about that, and I don't think anybody knows. Yes, okay. So there's this weird guy who lives locally, and long story short, he ca- he makes um props for like haunted houses and things like that, and they're they're fucking sweet. Like they're really cool. He's like, hey, I'm going to make you this, like, pumpkin. And it's, you know, it's nice. It's not just, like, a pumpkin. Like, it's fucking, it's solid, right? But then he's like, I'm going to send you this pumpkin guy. It's like, fucking, this thing's, like, eight foot tall. I don't have anywhere to put this fucking pumpkin guy. But I'm like, well, fuck, I'll take it. The thing sells for, like, 1200 bucks. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll take it. You know? But I was going to show up with other men to uh, to help. <laughs> get well, right. How would you even me. transport it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, sure. I mean, and also because I think the guy's genu- genuinely fucking dangerous. Didn't matter how many times I've turned him down. It's not like I was flirting with him. It's not like I was trying to be an, an asshole and be like, oh, I'm just going to flirt with him and get my free shit. No, I'm like, dude, I'm not interested in you romantically. He's like, oh, we can get married. I'm like, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> but just comes proposes. <laughs> If you fucking, I swear to God, I got all the screenshots. So a couple of months ago, and actually, you know what? I'm kind of glad this is happening because I told her I would shout her out. Okay. So a couple of months ago, I get a random message from this girl and we're friends on Facebook and um, we have a mutual friend and he's also kind of fucking weird. And she's like, hey, how about this guy? Does he talk to you a lot? And I'm like, I, you know, I guess he does, but I don't know. I've never respond to him, you know, whatever. And she's like, okay. She was like, well, what about this guy? And it was the fucking haunted house prop guy. 
And I'm like, oh, yeah, he I was like, yeah, he tried to make me a bunch of shit. I was like, that guy is fucking nuts. And, you know, I never went to go pick it up. And she was like, well, when did this happen? She's like super curious. And so I was telling her all about it. She was like, well, I've been in a relationship with this guy for two years. (laughs) I was like, oh, it's the guy's girlfriend. I swear to God, true fucking story. Hold on, it gets crazier. And I was like, wait a minute. I was like, because this has been going on for like, you know, since the beginning of the pandemic. So she was like, what, really? You know, send me the screenshot. I'm like, okay. So I fucking went back, sent her every fucking everything. So I don't have nothing to hide. Sent her everything. Yeah, him and her had been in a long, she lives in Texas. Him and her had been in a long distance relationship for a couple of years. And she was obviously very heartbroken because he was, you know, cheating, I guess, or whatever. Are you trying to cheat? Whatever. And so she was so happy that I let her know what was going on, which I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't go out of my way to let her know who she was that uh she also like makes halloween props and she sent me the skull she made me a skull and sent it to me yeah for real her name is misty wagner i'm gonna link her i asked her if she wanted me to send people her way because the skull is really actually really nice i then took the skull because it's so realistic and and awesome looking and i played a prank on my daughter and i told her that i I, we got a trail right by our house i told her i murdered somebody and boiled his his head and now that's a skull (laughs) and she believed me fucking what (laughs) <laughs> <Anyway>. what <laughs> holy shit i'm surprised i hadn't talked about this yet no i just got this skull like three weeks ago i keep forgetting i'm, I'm like i'm gonna post about it i was like i'm gonna plug you on the on the podcast so her um profile link is down below you can go purchase these things from her um and i'll i'll uh post a picture with with my skull that she sent me because i was a good samaritan and i told on somebody so I love how this is the shit that happens to you that almost doesn't make the show. Like, this is the <laughs> forgotten, like, B-roll. Like, oh, yeah, then this also happened. I forgot to talk about that. My fucking life. <laughs> I know. Like, what the fuck are you doing over there? Like, Listen, people are I just, don't... like, sending you skulls in the mail and shit, and you're like, yeah. I'm going to fuck with my kid. I'm going to fuck, yeah. <laughs> and I did. But she was really freaked out. I kind of felt bad. I mean, immediately I was like, okay, no, that's not true. Look, it's fake. Touch it. <laughs> right but um yeah no it's yeah so i got the skull i'm I'm looking at it right now i forgot all about it um but (laughs) yeah it's (laughs) get some fucking i got weird stories i don't know it's my life but anyway misty wagner no she's great i I got it again for telling on somebody so you know that's just my 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 thing about the universe is like if you hit on me and you have a girlfriend like if if i would have known about her i would have told on his ass a long time ago and gotten my skull but (laughs) like i will tell on you so don't do it because the you know then your lady sends me shit and that's great so (laughs) i benefit um but (laughs) anyway so you know there's that that happened um that was the thing you now know about my life but (laughs) wow so anyway i'm glad you got your halloween decorating done yeah Um, yeah uh yeah so i did that and then uh played D yesterday for the first time in a couple months we took a we get together once a month Last month we had off this, so this we got together uh, yesterday. It was a lot of fun, and we're getting together again in two weeks. We're having our Halloween, um, our Halloween like get together, and uh, we're all going to dress up like our characters. So oh, we're gonna that's be l- cool! Larping, and uh, that's going to be a really fun adventure. And they actually get to fight a dragon. So spoiler alert: if you're you part of my actually DVD. find a dragon, right? Exactly, Venom Fang. I won't say anything else. Um, <laughs> So that's it. And then next weekend is the 48-hour film project for me. So uh, I'm kind of at the same time. Torch of the Flesh is done filming till November. And uh, 
48 hour film project next weekend. So getting everything together for that. So very cool. Well, next very time cool. we talk, I will have another short film under my belt. Well, good. You can tell yeah. us about that when you're, when it's time, you know, so I most be, certainly we, we want to hear about, do we get to see your films? You know, are we going to be able to watch this one? So yeah, they make you, um, there is a theatrical premiere that they have at, uh, it used to be the music box. I don't know where it is this year, but they do have, um, towards the end of the month, they screen the uh, completed shorts at a movie theater and you're not allowed to put it online until after that, which is why I completely forgot that last year's I never ended up putting it online because I just waited for the thing and, and that was it. Or I don't think there was one. No, there wouldn't have been an in-person one last year. But we had to, we still had to hold off for like a month before we post them on social media. Right. So, mm-hmm. You know, it's just so they can sell tickets to whatever, do whatever they need to do uh, first. But yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll wind up on YouTube eventually. Eventually, Pat's making another movie, and it'll be out eventually. Right. <laughs> and I'll post the link down in the description, or or maybe I won't. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. If, we'll see how good it is. It's <laughs> if it's shitty, then no one needs to watch. They'll go in that pile. <laughs> and if it's good, I'll never shut the fuck up about it. So. Do you guys know Pat made a werewolf movie? <laughs> <laughs> Should I link that? I have never. I haven't even watched it yet. Oh my <laughs> god! I'm, it's actually one of the better ones too. Uh I don't you can't. No, no, fucking. I'm putting. I'm putting it. I'm, I'm gonna find Who it. Cares? And I'm gonna send it. I'm gonna put it down in the how, description. How was your weekend? Actually, oh, it was boring as fuck. Nothing exciting happened. I didn't get any skulls That's not in the mail. Tr- That's not true. <laughs> what did I do this weekend? I mean, chasing mylar balloons around. Oh yeah, I, I, <laughs> I seen it. Um, yes, yeah, I, I seen a UFO, and um, you know, it was crazy. I was sitting here. And uh, I was I was talking to somebody, and I was talking about the situation happening. Uh, well, situation ha- not actively happening, but the lockdown that happened over at Wright Patterson Air Force Base, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, which of course I've 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 spoken to some people about it, um, which I can share a little bit about but i'll I'll tell the story first so uh, you know i was talking to somebody else about it and and then we just kind of started talking about other things and while we're talking about other things i'm looking out my window so i'm sitting in my living room i got this giant window in my living room and i see something silver in the sky and i was like what is that and i just i'm like i'm like hold on <laughs> tell my person i'm like hold on i get up i run outside and i'm like chasing this at first i couldn't find it and uh i see this silver thing in the sky it was so weird i can't even tell you what shape it was it was so weird because it was it was all silver okay and it looked like it was kind of phasing in and out of reality and i know that sounds crazy but but i don't know if it was for sure i couldn't tell because again it was all silver so it's like the sun would reflect it and when the sun reflected it it would pretty much disappear like against the sky there was not a single cloud in the sky it was just mm-hmm. bright blue beautiful sky and it would just kind of disappear and then it would kind of reappear again and at first i'm like <clears throat> i'm like oh is it is it, it could be a drone is it a drone it could be a kite you know it could be a kite it obviously wasn't a kite because of how quickly it was moving and how far and and fast it was going couldn't have been a balloon I thought about that. Maybe it's a balloon. No, it couldn't have been a balloon. It just didn't. It had like wings. I, it had wings. I think. <laughs> it's hard to tell. 
Oh my gosh. Have but, you thought about calling it into MUFON or something or, or well, reporting no, it? MUFON. No, who would I report it to? I'm the person. I reported it to me. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Report it to who? <laughs> you know? I don't know. I don't know. I it's guess that's it. MUFON. They suck. I'll tell other people. I tell my, like, my researcher friends, I, you know, if you guys want to know, you know, fucking write it down. This is it. This is the event. This is what happened. It was about, it was probably about three o'clock. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Eastern Standard Time. And, that's what happened. So, you know, I was, tr- I was trying to take a video of it. And um, <clears throat> here's the crazy thing about that is that it wouldn't show up in video. Like, it wouldn't. You couldn't see it. I could see it with my eye looking at the sky, but I couldn't see it in the video. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck, man? So I just start, I'm like, well, okay, I can't take video of it. So I just start taking pictures. And, and meanwhile, I mean, it's just going. It's going. You know, that's how I knew it wasn't a balloon. That's how I knew it wasn't <clears throat> It wasn't a, um, you know, a- anything else. Because it was not moving accidentally it wasn't even windy outside you know so it didn't even make any sense but anyway um you know and so i start taking pictures of it and even like in the pictures and and i know you know what i know you guys want to see the pictures i'm gonna tell you right now they look like shit it looks like nothing it looks like a blob and that sucks (laughs) you know but but what i can tell you is that i probably have maybe 15 to 20 pictures of this thing and in every single picture, it's a different shaped blob. So I don't know. Take that with what you will, you know. And then eventually, it just disappeared. It just disappeared. I'm gonna go outside and I'm gonna film. I'm gonna film like the track. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna film the tr- the the route that it took, basically, and like kind of where I was and like you know getting to it or whatever. Um, so that way you guys can kind of see, but then, you know, eventually it just kind of goes and it just fucking just disappeared. It just straight up disappeared. And I was like, okay, well, there it was. So yeah, I mean, I saw, but you know, me seeing UFO, this isn't anything. I see them all the time. (laughs) It's not, (laughs) it's not anything new. Um, is it related at all to the fact that I was talking about right, Pat? Uh, probably not. No, that's probably just me being paranoid, but I don't know. You know, I could see you. I mean, you've been filming a lot recently. I would see that kind of uh, being something that could get the juices flowing. You know what I mean? <laughs> it could be. It could be. The universe's juice, juices flowing. <laughs> this is universal juices. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's anything's possible. Um, you know, I have been doing a lot of filming and stuff lately and a lot of uh, a lot of work on, you know, just everything kind of in general, but you know uh it's just one of those things i mean it happens it's just that now i've been a little more i've I've been a little bit more i've been a little bit better about having my phone present during these moments and being a little bit more aware that's what i say i joke all the time with with the crew um you know my crew that i'm a bad film you know i'm a bad director because i never fucking film anything (laughs) (laughs) so when anything does happen you know they're always yelling at me. They're like, you should have been recording this right here, right now. And I'm like, fuck, man, I know. <laughs> so, I miss everything. You know, but like, like I had my phone. I was on my phone and I just jumped right up. And what's crazy is like from my window even, like there's a, I've got like a bunch of tree coverage. Like I live right, I live in an apartment, but I live right on a trail. Okay. And so there's lots of trees and things like that. So there's all this tree cover. So I only really get like a little sliver of the sky. And so the fact that I'm sitting here at the exact time that I was, and I look out my window at the exact time that I did. And I saw this thing. That's wild. <laughs> it's absolutely wild. So right. I don't know, but that was, that was my super excited. That's what I did this weekend. Um, other than that, I didn't really do anything. 
uh, it wasn't, you know, I had two weekends in a row of straight uh, exciting excitement. And uh, that was, uh, you know, that was that. So, <laughs> so I, I had a very, I had a pretty boring weekend otherwise. Um, oh, that's right. But I did tease. I, I said I was going to mention this right pat thing. Um, so I've had a couple of different reports. I can't say who, obviously, but, um, you know, I got a couple of people that I talked to that that are involved with the base right and um you know i've kind of become that person locally you know that that has been talking to these people and uh you know so i i have people that were at the base now the base went on lockdown just a refresher went on lockdown on the 9th of september at around 9 30 p.m okay it was on like it was on lockdown for five hours um they said that they it, the it was there was a reported shooter in the National Air and Space Intelligence Center. Air and Space, yeah, Air and Space Intelligence Center, and um, that's why they had gone on lockdown. Well, it was locked down for five hours. They swept the building twice. They came out. They said, "Oh, false alarm. It was nothing." Okay, so, well, all right then. Except I've been told that it was not nothing as a matter of fact i've had people tell me that work and live on the base that this was they knew that this was going to happen like they were some some of them were made aware that this was going to happen this was planned this was a planned false alarm and um i have one person who could see the nasic building from where they were locked down at and again they knew that this was happening they didn't know what was happening but they knew that this was happening and what they reported seeing coming out of that building were military personnel walking in a type of formation that seemed like they were trying to conceal something so like they were moving things out of the nasic building and trying to hide what they were moving now here's the thing about it the base goes on this on these lockdowns pretty frequently right and they always end up being false alarms it's never anything and it's always kind of ridiculous so when this happens you're not getting anywhere near the base like you're not allowed now the media the news reporters and then looky lose as well they'll all gather around where the museum is at okay which is a public entrance now the the national air force museum is not really on the base like it's on the base but it's not really on the base because you know they have to keep that's open to the public they have to keep the public separate from the actual base the base itself it's i've said it before it's so big the base is its own city like it's its own little city <clears throat> and uh so they gather all the media people at the front gates of the air force museum can't go in but you can stand around and everybody's standing around there so they know that everybody and their mother is at that fucking entrance okay so that'd be a great time to move shit around you got everybody else that's around your area nobody can get in nobody can fly over to you know get footage of what you're moving or what you're doing nobody's allowed to move from the their spaces that they're locked down into let's start moving shit so i theorize that there's a pretty good possibility that when they go down on, when they go on lockdown like that and they're not able to use the underground tunnels because we kind of talked about we've talked about the underground tunnels before there's underground tunnels underneath the wright patterson air force base um which you know they haven't confirmed but they've never denied either and there's proof that they're there anyway um go listen to the right pat episode um <laughs> but you know if you can't move things uh, throughout the tunnels then the best 
you know, your the, your best bet of moving them is going to be at 930 o'clock at night during a lockdown. So I don't know. Um, <clears throat> well, let's think about it for a second. It doesn't even make much sense. It doesn't make much sense. It, the, the fucking the lockdown itself doesn't make much sense. They said one person reported hearing gunshots inside of the NASIC building. There's not just one person at that building. There's not just five people at that building or within that area. There's a couple. And, uh, you know, at any given time, the NASIC building, what they do there is they come up with strategies and assessments on aerospace technologies, aerospace capabilities, and aerospace vulnerabilities, okay? And when you say aerospace, it's not just immediate to our atmosphere, it's also actual space, right? Actual, you know, space shit. So, and this is the National Defense Department for this, for the entire United States military. First of all, you are not getting through that gate without a very specific clearance, okay? And let's not act like the government doesn't fucking vet their people, okay? So, you're not getting through the gate. You're especially not getting through the fucking door without super specialized clearance, okay? So, to say that one person out of all these people heard a gunshot and that was enough to just lock the whole fucking base down. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, no. So you've already established that the lockdown itself was pre-planned. Pre-planned. And that that it was a way to... So if the narrative that we're going to believe is that... And I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I'm just saying, like, this is is what... This is what we think happened. We think that the lockdown was pre-planned and was even scheduled to remove something from the base or move something around within the base and limit... uh, you know, bystander exposure. So, okay. And I, I makes sense. I, I buy that. Um, sure. So could be anything. Right? Yeah. So the whole, the gunshot, the whole, I think I heard this, or this is what the report was. All that's bullshit. So my question though, would be what would they be transporting? Right. Like, well. is it big enough to be like a piece of craft or do they are they suggesting that it's a, a, a extraterrestrial or is it like some kind of computer module like when you said they were walking in formation to conceal mm-hmm. something people walking into formation to conceal something think about the size of whatever they would be able to conceal maybe the size of a casket or you know what i mean or like right well whoa. right you know exactly and so from my understanding they said there was they said they said they didn't count them because they they were nervous right so the one person that i had that reported physically seeing this they said they didn't count it they were nervous but it was 10 at at least 10 people so not a huge group right but big enough i guess yeah yeah i mean it's a sizable security force you know know, i'm i'm still waiting to make contact with one particular individual and you know and that's why i really wasn't going to say much about what was going on because i'm not a, a conspirator i'm not that person like i i like facts and i like logic and i like things that make sense and you know the thing is is that anybody could talk to me and say hey i know this thing and i'm gonna take your story in but it doesn't mean your story's real you know um so i could easily fall victim a lot of times to people that you know make shit up <laughs> you know i'm human <laughs> but at the same time um you know i have that one i have one person that says they saw something or at least saw them concealing something but i have multiple people that say that this was planned so mm, you know 
And uh, the one person that I'm waiting to talk to, we kind of touch base a little bit on them possibly moving shit during these lockdowns. So it's not like it's an unfamiliar thing that I haven't we haven't talked about before. But you're right. What if they were moving shit? What were they moving? What? <laughs> why? It's, it's gonna yeah. It's something of a very specific size. It's not gonna be super huge. It could be humanoid or it could be a piece of you know. But like think about it. It was a piece of technology. They don't want anyone to see or walk past, but they have to. They have to move it. It just seems like such an analog solution to a problem. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I agree. You know, I. But I guess that's. Sometimes you got to deal with that. Sometimes you got to. You know. Um. There was an episode of the X Files where they were transporting alien bodies and like, you know, uh freezer trucks like on the expressway and one of them gets stolen or something i don't know i forget what the plot line of that episode was but it was the 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 idea that they would transport something as top secret and like earth changing as like a a potential alien corpse and they were to do it like in a converted like miller light truck you know it was like kind of like head scratching but when you think about it what would you use so you how would you transport it through uh a major city and not distract attention if you were to drive yeah, it from totally inconspicuous i mean just be yeah in- well and that's what tanya said when we when we talked with tanya about Endred, is you know oh, yeah, that thing- was this weekend too wasn't it uh no that was the weekend before oh, weekend. All right. Never mind. um okay. but uh you know she she said that you know the thing about these 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 guys are that they just live amongst us they don't have to do anything special they look like us you know they just well they live amongst us and nobody ever really noticed you know she said because i had asked about the uh you know the alleged report that you know somebody had seen uh somebody pull up in a black car wearing a black suit you know was that injured and uh <clears throat> she said no but you know again they, he didn't really have to hide because they were being so bombarded with reporters and random people showing up all hours of the night that injured could just walk up and everybody just thought it was somebody just being a dick you know right. so you know I, that makes sense i mean you just kind of blend into the background of your surroundings i suppose when it comes to moving stuff though i agree that does seem like a very analog way to do it um but you know again if if you want people to stay in place or you know they're going to get shot if they don't then the best way to do that is to you know do a fake lockdown and you know that's your excuse for shooting anybody that sees something they're not supposed to or well you ever you ever sit in traffic and as a train's going by and wonder what the fuck are on all those cars yeah absolutely those box cars you don't everyone thinks that you need some kind of secret underground railroad to move shit you could do it above ground. No one knows what the fuck's on the trains that go by. Yeah, they just. <laughs> why would it. you need to bear? Why would you need to cease? You know, needlessly complicate things by putting the train underground. Use the one that's above ground. No one knows what the fuck is on that either. Like, well, that's the thing about these underground fucking right path systems is that okay. The biggest indicator how we know they're there is not, again not because they've come out and said it. They've never again they never denied it, but they haven't come out and said it either. But the reason why we know is because Wright State University, right. which is now a college, used to be a was part of the base, and eventually they you know they sold it off, and it's now a you know it's now it's now its own college, and it has underground tunnels. So 
sure. you know, <laughs> that, that predate the college, you know, so it's like, well, why wouldn't the rest of the base then, you know, and uh, so we know that, you know, we, we know that that's a thing, and they don't really have to say that it is, but they don't have to say that it's not either, because honestly, nobody's really questioning them. Nobody's really, you know, bringing it up, you know, but speaking of, speaking of, um, you know, I have another working theory and it's that these military bases are typically housed either in extremely desolate places where nobody would fucking live anyway, or, or in the case of like Wright Pat, it's housed right between Dayton, Ohio and Fairborn, Ohio. Okay both pretty poverty stricken towns like these aren't pretty places like they're not thriving at all which is fucking weird because do you know how many people do you know how many people work at the base you have any idea how many people work there no a lot a lot <laughs> but a don't lot. they live there too <clears throat> some people do i'll tell you i'm not but not everybody no not everybody lives there. Um, only certain uh, people, people that are stationed there, their families live there. That's it. Right. So if you're stationed at the base, then your family can live on the base. But a lot of times they choose not to. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, there is housing there. 39,000 people work at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. 39,000 of them. Right. That's a population of, again, its own town. All right. 19,000 of those people are civilian workers. All right. So they they're those civilian workers are people that li don't live at the base, really. They have no military clearance. They just come in off the street. It's an entry level job. Um, or, you know, in the case where my mom was offered the job in the lab. I mean, it's just you're not military personnel working there. Right. No, I'm actually I'm on uh, I'm on a list with that uh, with the Space Force, actually. <laughs> are you? Well, I'm trying to. Yeah to be a civilian contractor for for what i do you know i do facilities stuff and yeah. it's one of the off you know they got office buildings they got right now it's all still under the banner of the air force so they're using a lot of air force people but yeah. they have opened it up to uh civilian um you know you can applicants bid, yeah yes you can bid for stuff too yeah, so, yeah, yeah well right so i mean civilian work it's you know it's a thing and uh, so, anyway, it employs all these fucking people, okay? So you would think, right, you would think that, like, Dayton, Ohio being, being right there, that Dayton, with, with such a big industry right there in their town, the, the town itself would be flourishing, right? It would be thriving, but it's not. And it's so weird. So I have a theory that if you go and apply for a job there and you put down Dayton or Fairborn or Springfield even, um, which I guess only local people know what any of this shit means. But if you put any of that shit down on your application, you're not going to get the job. And, and I think that there's a reason for that. I think that they want to keep that immediate area poor. Okay. Why do they want to keep it poor? Well, let me tell you why. Because I have so many people, I was just tagged in a, in a fucking UFO picture that was taken on the 21st of September, right near Wright Patterson Air Force Base. Okay. And that's not unusual. It happens a lot. A lot of weird shit happens in that area constantly. And people are always taking pictures and always taking video. Um, but not everybody, you know, because poor people are too fucking busy trying to figure out how they are going to keep their lights on. That They don't have fucking time to worry about the lights in the sky. You know what I mean? They're too busy trying to work out the basics of living 
that they don't have time to question what the fuck is going on around them. Their minds are so riddled with all the stress of everyday life. They, they can't even worry about it. And I think that that's absolutely on purpose. I think it's intentional. Man. Or there's, uh, or too busy smoke crack. I don't know. You know, <laughs> fucking seeing shit. They're unreliable <laughs> narrators. I, um, yeah, I, I think there's, there's some, well, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, I do have a similar situation by me though. The, the national guard has a facility, um, a couple miles away from my house and it is in the middle of the hood. Uh, right. and I don't know if it's just, it was cheap land out there or what, but that's definitely where the fucking armory is at. Uh, and it's, it's weird. In the middle it, it's of a, literally like in the middle it. of a war zone. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm going to start really looking into the demographics of like these areas because you really should. Yeah. You know, I've, I think I've paralleled that and it, it kind of makes sense. Now, meanwhile, you got people that might work on the base, but like those people, they know the people that end up working on the bases, civilian workers, you find out where they live. They live in nicer places. They live in Kettering. They live in Centerville. You know, they live in Beaver Creek. And those people are just kind of, you know, middle class okay. I mean, they're, they're decently well off. But they're well off enough to have a taste of what it's like to live comfortably that they would do absolutely nothing to jeopardize that, meaning keeping secrets, if it meant keeping their job. I'm just saying, I think there's something to, I really think there's something to this. So I've, I've been kind of, I've been playing with it. I'm going to start looking into other bases and, well, like we said, National Guards, things like that, and see where they're located. Because well, why aren't they hiring people in their local area? Well, especially when you think that, um, or people that do get hired and move out of that area and they move to a nicer, they move to the suburbs. But uh, if you think about like what a military base would mean in like overseas, I think that it would kind of give it, you know, there'd be a, a, a cottage industry that would pop up around it, like a college town or something, you know, and, and that would actually boost the economy of the area around it. If there was a military base in the middle of, you know, some foreign country, because that's where the soldiers would go when they get off. Right. Right. Um, but the fact that there might be an opposite effect going on here in the States, I think that that's something worth exploring. And I think it, should, it honestly should be kind of easy to as well. You just look at the bigger yeah. bases and then you look at the, you know. Start breaking it down smaller, yeah, smaller yeah. operations. Yeah, I think so. So, I, you know, I think that's something I, I want to start looking into. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe it'll never go anywhere. Somebody else can have it. Million dollar idea. You say it all the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's just, you know, something that I kind of observe. Anyway, um, you know, right, Pat, that's uh that's what's going on there. So this is already crazy. Did you have any other news for us this week? I do, actually, um, because we skipped the news last week. So I have a little I have a little bit of news. Um couple of things, uh actually. So, you know, in uh light of spooky season here, um the conjuring house, you know, that the that the movie's based off of, the actual house is for sale. You can buy it for one point two million dollars. It's located in Harrisville, Rhode Island. So if you ever dreamed of living in Rhode Island and you also dreamed of living in a pretty much possessed home, you can do that. <laughs> um, you, you can be Ed and, and Lorraine Warren. Um, you can pretend that you are, you know, Ed and Lorraine every night. And uh, if that's your kink, you know, now's the time. You got to jump on it. I don't know. Would you ever buy a house that is allegedly super haunted like this? Uh, no. No? No. <laughs> Just because you don't believe in it or because you believe in it enough to where you don't want to be haunted or. Yeah. I mean, I think when I come home from work, I usually like to not have to deal with shit. 
And yeah. the fact that I would come home and then come home to a place where you have to deal with it. Yeah. I <laughs> fucking, that doesn't sound like a good time. <laughs> no, thank yeah, you. I guess you're right. I mean, I wouldn't do it mostly because, Ooh, I'm not going to say it. Should I say it? Uh, maybe. We'll I know, you don't like them, right? They're like your, uh, Travis Walton's. Yeah. Don't like yeah. them. They're, they're not, they're not trustworthy. Good people. Sorry. They're fake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Warrens are frauds. Maybe we'll do a maybe one of our Halloween episodes would be about the Warrens. Um, that might be good stuff. People might like that. And, sure. Uh, I saw the first movie. I think the first or the second one. And it sucked. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I know that there's, there's like spinoffs and there's all this other yeah. stuff, and I, I don't really care. No, it's terrible. Just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you like ghost movies, sure. I don't. I'm not a big fan of like, you know, parent like hauntings and you know. I just I. You know. Probably my least favorite genre of scary movie is the ghost story. I like a good monster. Me too. I like same. something with rules and an origin, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, and, and, and a weakness that you can exploit it in the last 15 minutes to kill it. You know, I, I don't like ghosts I mean, ghost or two. movies are just jump scare movies. Like, they're bas- that's basically all it is. Like, I don't know. Ah, they're lame period pieces, too. I always hate that shit when, like, you know, yeah. thought they all take place in the 70s or 80s or something. They're like, ooh, the door opened by itself. How scary. And it's like, okay, so have you not heard of wind? I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know. I just, they're not scary to me. And, you know, as somebody that's been to haunted locations and, you know, has, has possibly encountered a couple of ghosts, um, I just, I'm not scared of them. I'm not scared of them. So okay. I am not interested. But if anybody else out there is interested in buying this house for $1.2 million, hey, be my guest. Be my guest. I will even come personally investigate it for you. Because <laughs> if you got one point two million dollars, then surely you got. Yeah, she wants to party with you. I'll come by yeah, for the weekend. Exactly. You can afford me. <laughs> you know, we could we could figure something out. Uh, <laughs> I'll make a special appearance. <laughs> that's right. Me and Pat at me your Pat party. We will make your Wednesday very weird. Um. <laughs> Shit, I'll come by on a Tuesday for the right amount of money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, there's that. Um, what else is there? Oh, um, this is really fun. This is a fun one. Um, so a company by the name of Colossal uh, plans to resurrect the woolly mammoth within the next six years. Oh, I saw that. That's kind of cool. That's I think, you know, I don't know. You know, people are like, yeah, but Jurassic Park. Yeah, but like, we're not Jurassic Park. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I am torn because they're extinct. But at the same time, I want to see them yeah i mean granted it opens up bigger more like philosophical questions like and if you're gonna do this and this is what you're doing in front of all of us what are you doing behind our backs or what's gonna happen next or blah 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 blah. this is just the tip of the iceberg uh i I, all that stuff i completely identify with and i agree with also like you know what if you're what if the first couple don't work and you create these abominations that are destroyed and you're creating tortured life just to kill it or I don't yes there's a lot of moral shit to have to sort through here yeah. all of that aside woolly mammoths are cool and if I could see one in a zoo I would go to that zoo I, so. yeah, I would pay whatever it took to go to that fucking zoo you know I mean I would make it happen you know and I, I agree with that like I, I want to see one you know now granted these are like they're, they wouldn't be exact replicas because they would have to replicate they're, they're using basically the premise of Jurassic Park they're using other DNA from known species mixed with what they do have and kind of creating something new 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think they explained that in Jurassic World, didn't they? They're like, oh, they don't have fucking feathers because we fucking didn't. We used toads right. or whatever, yeah. you know, <laughs> they kind of played it off. Um, but, you know, that's kind of what the premise would be. So they wouldn't be exact. Um, but I want to see it happen. I'm here for it. I want to touch a woolly mammoth and i think that they're probably really neat so i'm totally down for that so there's there's that and uh real real world real world news um the next thing i have here is uh kind of a two-parter right so we've been talking a lot about nessie lately there's been a lot of sightings happening as a matter of fact Nessie sightings just broke last year's record, which means that it has now broken modern day records for the most sightings in a single year. We just hit 14. Okay, it was an- there was another sighting caught on the webcam, and uh, that that the registry, which I've shared before, but I'll share the website again with the registry and the webcam. You can watch Loch Ness all day long. Um, you know that they they verified and uh so now we've hit 14 sightings compared to last year's record-breaking 13 sightings did you yeah but did you see that uh the the latest one was so that's uh, what we're gonna talk about the drone footage uh, yeah is that is that what we're talking about the guy caught the this is a guy flying his drone he caught didn't know it at the time but allegedly caught nessie in the footage is that what you're is that what we're talking about? Yeah, so, and uh, Sam from the clubhouse says that it's a CGI fake. Exactly. So Sam, yeah. our buddy, uh, Mr. Sam Sheeran, who is great fucking guy. Um, go follow him. He's an amazing artist. Um, he makes artwork for everything. <laughs> he's, he's, he's British, but he lives in L.A. It's very curious. Yeah, and he has a pet. Um, <laughs> he has a pet um, possum. Oh, oh, possum. What? Which one is the American version? Is it possum or opossum? God damn it, I should know this. I suck. I don't know. Whatever whatever that other trash panda is, um, he has one of those. <laughs> and I'm so jealous. And anyway, um, no, Mr. Sam Sheeran, he's great. I'll, I'll link him down below. He's got all kinds of art. Um, he's kind of broken the mold on this drone footage that has been caught of an alleged Nessie. And um, he compared it. It's actually a toy. It's not a CGI. It's a toy. It's a little like model of a plesiosaur that's just been kind of photoshopped into this footage, and uh, I gotta agree with them. I don't know. I mean, did did you see it, Pat? Did you see what exactly the comparison was? Uh, no, I read the article on uh, actually Tobias uh, Singular Fourteen dot com uh, ran Sam's article, so I just read it over there. I was surprised that they all know each other, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's like, small wow, world, small <laughs> world, right? <laughs> holy shit you guys know each other uh yes that's uh that's crazy but yeah no i didn't watch the video i just read read a story about it that's okay i you know the video is not great it's just i mean what sam posted was just um still shots from the 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 drone footage and then plus kind of phasing into the dinosaur toy and, and vice versa or whatever um but it's pretty obvious to me that that's what it is so i'm gonna call that one debunked so that did not get um actually um the guy was complaining because he thought his sighting should be part of the registry and they won't put him on the registry. So just saying, so the registry is legit. Like they're, they're legitimately trying to put actual things that they think are real sightings of, of Nessie. So again, I will link that website. It's a great resource to have for a lot of people. Um, you could find that down below, but that was my two parter. That was my second part to that um but yeah nessie's hitting uh she's you know she's getting up there i mean what do you think's going on 
you know, so many people think that we thought she was dead like 10 years ago, you know, and now all this activity. Yeah, I don't remember the whole dead thing. Well, maybe you don't. I don't know. I, I remember that. <laughs> Those are during the last years. Where was I? Oh, yeah, raising children. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there was a falling around with your fucking imaginary animal. But uh, yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> that sounded way more harsh than I meant it to be. I apologize, everybody out there. Are you are you Nessie heads? Um, yeah, we'll be knocking the, the we'll be knocking the nests. Okay, we'll our listeners. Oh my god, right? Wait, wait, alienate, alienate the audience, man. Um, no, I mean, I I like I said, she's very it's very unsexy cryptid. You know, it doesn't really kill anybody. It's not dangerous. It's not you know, it's 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 possibly an old dinosaur that's trapped in a in a lock or something, but um. Yeah, so it never was anything that I filed with any great uh, interest. But it, at the same time, it's kind of nice that it's it's very it, it's cool because it's particular to that one region, and it's been consistent. I mean, with the with the exception of the the ten year hiatus that it took, I guess. Um, you know, it's a long time for you know one specific cryptid to be spotted in one specific location. Yeah. Uh, you don't really get that too much with the other ones. They're kind of spread out all over the place. Even Mothman moved from west virginia to chicago you know um so i don't know i think it's an interesting case and i, I it's one of our go-to whenever we talk about doing a show where, where we're kicking around <laughs> show ideas i always bring up black nest monster i'm like because it'll give me an excuse to read about it for a week we'll you know talk I mean? about it yeah we'll definitely yeah. talk about it one and I, I would definitely be interested in doing that because i know it's not the sexiest story in the world but it's it's got the street credits it's, it's an og so absolutely uh, yeah absolutely yeah. i look yeah. forward to doing a deeper dive one day that'll be that'll be well that'll be great and hopefully one day we'll you know maybe next year she'll just like come out and be like hey guys i'm here you know she'll be like i, I exist i don't know maybe she's working her way up to it she's doing a little soft touch she's like mm, do they like me do they not so i think if we continue she'll, to love her she'll disclose that she's been in a relationship with elvira all this time <laughs> <laughs> and we'd all be like well fuck that's a lucky slick monster <laughs> like yes like monster god damn it <laughs> that's what she's been doing all these years that that's what she was for 10 years <laughs> lost them titties <laughs> i forgot that happened should we talk about that real quick what else is there, what is there to say i don't know so, yeah i was always more of a ronda shears person do you ever you probably don't remember usa up all night because it didn't have a huge like nope i don't yeah but that i Elvira, i never watched i was i was all <laughs> ronda shears but and uh, i mean i love me some elvira uh which is good for me good news for me um because right. she's gay so uh, you know she's probably not i think she's not gay right she's just been with a woman queer i think yeah that was just how they left it you know it's like oh she's with a woman i mean she's gay uh, not necessarily i mean i think that's up to her to decide but you know she doesn't have to be you don't have to be gay to be with the same gender like whatever you know anyway that's the big news elvira's gay she's been with a woman for a long time now they've been together for like 20 years almost right <laughs> so that's, i think that's the shocker right there is the fact that they've been together for so fucking long and nobody knew i mean well she's not i don't think there's people waiting outside her house to take a picture when she throws out her garbage and shit she's not like yeah. ben Affleck. that's you true know? she's got her audience that like obviously a rabid fan base but I'm sure she she's at that sweet spot, right? Where like, you know, if she can walk into the right place and get free tacos, but at the same time, people mostly leave her the fuck alone. You know, <laughs> she get, why does it gotta be tacos? I mean, <laughs> it's not a uh, hot dogs; it's tacos. Quesadillas on the house. Quesadillas, or on a quesadillas. Um, 
<laughs> anyway, I'm getting fucking loopy. I'm just, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay, well, there's that. There, That's the news. That's the news that I had, Um, you know, for the week. And uh, so let's get into the episode, huh? I think people are sure. here to talk about that. So um, <clears throat> as you guys know, last week, was that last week or the week before? Maybe it was the week before. I think it was last week. I don't remember anymore. Every day is the same. Time doesn't exist. Social social construct. Anyway, um, so <laughs> we just surpassed the. I, I, the gather gather my thoughts. We just surpassed the anniversary of the Betty and Barney Hill case. Betty and Barney. Barney and Betty. Which one do you like better, Pat? Uh, I think you say Betty and Barney. Betty and Barney. I like Betty and Barney. Um, so, you know, as we know, this was kind of one of those, um, cornerstone abduction cases for things like this. Um, there was only like really one other, okay. There were other abduction stories predating the Hill case, but, um, there was only one other really big one. And we're definitely going to talk about that one day because it involves a guy having sex with an alien, but not today. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about the Hill case. So, um, uh, Betty and Barney Hill went out on vacation, and they were driving back home back in September of 1961. And um, during their drive back home, they see this strange light in the sky. And um, a lot of people, including including Betty, you know, uh, thought that it was Jupiter, that it was just, but it was, like, moving. And so that was, that was odd. And, uh, you know, some hilarity ensues and eventually uh their car gets stopped by a big pancake shaped craft and some things come out of it and is like hey you're coming with us and uh they they went with them but okay so here's the thing betty and barney remember being they remember seeing this this craft okay they remember being stopped by the craft and they um Barney remembers looking through his binoculars and seeing through the windows of the craft these humanoid beings. Mm-hmm. He remembers running back to the car because he had this overwhelming sensation that they were going to capture them. That's what he said. They're going right. to capture us. Right. He So he runs back to the car. They're both in the car. They remember weird beeping and buzzing noises and kind of weird vibrational feelings and then they remember another set of beeping vibrational noises and they were driving in the car and time had passed and that's all they that's all they knew so then betty and barty go home and things were just very off they didn't know what happened they had kind of talked about what maybe had happened they had i think it was four hours of lost time mm-hmm. and uh you know they didn't they they wouldn't bring their their suitcases and stuff in the house they didn't well betty didn't want to she wanted to leave it outside um betty her dress was all fucked up and she took it off and uh, right. she, there was a strange powder like a pink powder mm-hmm. over the dress but she took it outside she kind of you know shook it around and she was going to throw it away and she did but then she grabbed it out of the trash can decided not to um barney for some reason felt the need to go look at his penis 
I understand. When I have a really hard night, I really just want to go home and look at my penis. So I can't help but look at it. Whenever I tilt my head in a certain direction, it's usually in my field of vision. (laughs) It's just there. It's fucking there, right? (laughs) You know, know? Barney too. I'm sure. I mean, it's Uh, comforting. You know, you just want to pull your dick out and just make sure it's okay. I get it. You know, and uh, so you know they did that for a little while, and uh, they didn't really know what the fuck happened. Um. There were these weird circles that were etched into their car. Circle, circular type things that were etched into the car that weren't there before. Um, allegedly, Barney was like kind of playing with them with a compass and, you know, noticed weird things happening with the compass when they were getting closer to the circles or away. And, mm. you know, it was just very odd. Um, what am I missing? Did I, did I cover basically? I think chronologically you're moving at a good, you're moving in the right direction. Oh, good. Wonderful. So, you know, things were, uh, things were weird. Well, uh, you know, Betty decided to go ahead and contact, uh, the local and actually the Air Force base right there. And she wanted to report what had happened, um, you know, in that time period to that, or, you know, what had happened just in general. They were like, yeah, you know what, lady, I think you just seen Jupiter. It's fine. And they didn't really take her very seriously, um, until about 10 days in after this situation had happened betty started having very vivid you know very very real dreams about what may have occurred during their time and you know had it not been for these dreams i think that they kind of just would have moseyed along in life thinking that nothing had happened or just kind of forgetting that it did um but the dreams that she had were allegedly um what might have happened during that time on the ship and she says that you know she they were separated immediately um she was taken up you know on the ship they took her into a room they did a weird examination she said this thing talked to her this guy this humanoid guy talked to her and uh you know told her he didn't really tell her much but you know she's she's being examined he had like some weird superpower where he could like take pain away from her because he like stuck her with a needle and it was she was in a lot of pain and he just kind of waved his hand over the spot she wasn't in pain anymore um you know she was kind of asking questions like who are you what are you doing and uh he pulled down the map he said this is where we're from and she's like okay uh he gave her a book he said you can have this book um it's got all these weird alien symbols and shit in it she's like cool you know so they're getting ready to get off the ship and uh something a fight had broke out between these alien guys i love this part of the story <laughs> do you <laughs> just because it's so it either makes it completely true or it's the fucking straw that breaks the camel's back and you're like this is bullshit but it's it's one of those it's one of those like if quentin tarantino wrote this movie like it would be one of those very real moments you know what i mean like injecting yeah. reality where the aliens argue about whether or not she should be able she should be allowed to keep the book Alien A gives Betty Hill the book. They're leaving. Alien B goes, what's she doing with that book? And Alien A goes, oh, no, it's fine. I let her have it. And Alien B goes, you can't let her take the fucking book. And they get an argument about it. <laughs> Which is it's a like, very, yeah, it's, it's like, a very human thing to have happen. Like, Yeah, no, it is. Absolutely it, it, it is. Something that would happen between, like, what are you doing? Like, you can't do that. Like, oh, all right. Well, I thought it would be fine. No, 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 no. Take the book back. They're not, we're not, we're not giving them books. We keep the books. Yeah. They got to go back how they are. 
they, they argued about the books. They were like, uh, you, you can't. And he's like, well, I just thought, I was just trying to be nice. He's not going to remember it anyway. Fuck, you know? <laughs> so, but they did. They took the book back. She wasn't allowed to take it. Um, and, and then that was it. Then they were back in the car again. You know, that was pretty much the gist. I mean, you know, there's more meat and potatoes in there, I suppose. But, you know, um, Betty, you know, had, she had these she had these memories kind of returned back in the form of of a dream rather than you know anything else and you know barney meanwhile didn't still didn't remember a goddamn thing <laughs> and so you know they started going and they were trying to like figure out medically if there was anything going on with them um and at that point in time that's when they started uh with well actually the first instance of regression therapy and hypnosis and and abductees and so they had put barney under and barney's version of events was obviously a little bit different um you know the aliens came and you know came up to the car well they tried to get away he tried to drive away in the car and then the car died it's like stalled out or whatever and they came mm -hmm. down and they're like man eh, you're coming with us and they got grabbed up by these guys he went in um he was examined he you know it seems in a pretty similar fashion that that betty was examined in just very um mostly like an actual visual examination but he was also probed <laughs> so there's that um god what else happened he was very anally? what's it? he was anally probed yeah there was they stuck a tube in his in his butthole for, briefly <laughs> what did you what do, what do you think probed means what so the anal probe thing is something that i i never thought was so that, obviously it's a very big joke about the uh abduction it phenomenon right? right and i always wondered where it came from because i i don't none of the stories that i was familiar with and i knew the betty and barney hill story but i didn't know that he had claimed to be anally probed yeah yeah he was briefly uh, anally, anally probed by a plastic tube and uh what was weird about the examination for me between the both of them is that they both reported that they scraped skin samples off of them right and so I mean, whitley streber whitley streber said that he had sperm collected but he never said anything about an anal probe as far as i know but i haven't read every you know so know yeah Bar really barney read. hill said that too. he said that uh he said they placed a plat like a plastic cup like up against his genitals he didn't orgasm but he's positive that they took sperm doesn't know how you know and um so that happened and god what else happened i don't remember i don't remember because shit gets weird with uh betty star map <laughs> but you know basically he was very scared now they both reported that that the things talked to them in english they could understand what they said they also both reported that they couldn't see their mouths moving when they talked that this was all happening telepathically they didn't know what the word for telepathic communication was so they called it something else i don't remember um but you know they talked to them through their heads you know but they could understand what they were saying however i think barney was reporting that he could hear betty talking to one of these things and they weren't they weren't speaking in english but he could understand what they were saying hmm. so that was that was interesting um so you know barney was saying you know all this stuff and it was kind of coming out and then betty i believe underwent hypnosis as well but she just kind of recanted exactly what she had already said but she was able to remember more about the star map 
to the point to where she could draw it out and she did and uh so that's you know now a thing that that's out there you can listen to their their sessions and things like that they are out there in the public um if you want to hear them from their own mouths yeah barney was was especially freaked out he really 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 did not like their eyes like it really fucked with him Mm-hmm. for whatever reason you know he said it's a, a, a couple of times he said that what he you know he didn't like it because he felt like their eyes were pushing into his eyes whatever that means you know he just didn't like it and sure. uh, you, the, know, you know it was, the, it was very scary one of the things that i thought was interesting is the first when he first describes them in his uh regression uh session when he's got the when he's got the binoculars and he's looking up at them from this from the ground, right? And he's looking at them through the windows of the craft. The very first word he uses to describe them is Nazis. Oh, did he really? <laughs> yes. Yes. It's his his first description of them is they look like Nazis. And then he goes on and he goes, you know, because he kind of wrestles with their inhuman aspects. And then, yeah. you know, he, he realizes that they're not human. They don't look right. And then it's like, oh, my God, they're fucking aliens. But, like, his, his knee-jerk reaction, the very first way he describes them as Nazis, which okay, I thought was very, very interesting. Um, well, and, I mean, for the time period, it would make sense, you know, considering this was, I mean, this wasn't right during, you know, the World War II, oh, obviously. Like 20 years after. I mean, it was, or 15 right. at and least, like, you know. You know, the Nazis were rumored to have had some very, you know, well-advanced technological things, and, you know, so. Right, but if these know, are it, aliens, they're not Nazis. Right. I understand what you're saying about the about the the Nazi bell program or the anti gravity bells that they were trying to develop. Yeah. Um, but okay, then are these Nazis or are these aliens? <laughs> because if this was well, Nazis, some rogue squadron of Nazis experimenting with anti gravity craft, that's one explanation. But I mean, unless it was aliens and Nazis working side by side, I don't. I mean, and I'm not saying that's not the case either. His Nazi his Nazi description could be a red herring. It could be a, a misnomer. It could be who knows. Maybe they were wearing uniforms that he mistaken for Nazi uniforms. Maybe it was the fucking armbands. Maybe there was some weird insignia in the background that he mistook for a swastika. Maybe they were masking. Maybe they were trying to use a cover memory or a screen image or something. And they just happened to pick Nazis for whatever fucking reason. It was probably but, their little mustaches that they had. Right. Or maybe it was them. Or maybe there was Nordics with them and there was big blonde guys in the background. But I'm just saying, I just I just thought that was interesting, was that that was his very... Because that, that opens up because of, you know, we, we always talk about how this case is kind of like the cornerstone of modern... Right. The modern uh, abduction mythos. The fact that it even has the Nazi reference in there, because that's something that gets thrown around a lot. You know what I mean? Right. And a lot of the conspiracies or a lot of the theories. Well, it just goes to show that, you know, when when this was happening, they were trying to make a human connection to what could be yeah. happening. And, you know, which is makes a whole, a whole hell of a lot of sense. You know, your your brain is going to try to connect the dots and make it make sense. And at the time, especially in the 1960s, where aliens weren't like they are now you know it wasn't people weren't accepting uh like we are and even now it's like less than i think it's we're still only like 60 percent of the world's population accepts that there might even be life on other planets let alone fucking aliens visiting us you know so at the time it shows that he was trying to connect it to something that he could have possibly maybe known that was possible 
within our realm of understanding of how the world works around us. Right. So he thought it was Nazis. And uh, I don't think it was Nazis, though. (laughs) Oh, I'm pretty sure, you know, he decided that within the first couple of seconds. Uh, Well, that's not Nazis. That's I don't know what the fuck it is, but it ain't Nazis. And, you know, and then I think that, you know, what happened after, you know, kind of tells that it was something else um but no that's a that's a good point i i had not realized that he had said that um but i believe it that makes a lot of sense um do you hear my dogs barking in the background yeah i do fucking assholes they're barking at the nazis (laughs) you know what at least i don't have to worry about they they make a great home defense system as far as like well that's true when i'm home alone and i'm real high and i'm worried the fucking aliens are gonna come in through the back door or something I got dogs that bark at everything. <laughs> no, would they attack anything if anything came through the door? Oh, they kill squirrels all the time. Oh. These things have not. Yeah, these are very much, uh, very much predators. No. I mean, they're nice. Like they don't fuck with people too much. They're nice. They're, they're like friendly, nice dogs. But yeah, they kill squirrels and bunnies, and you know. No, anyway. like I don't know any dog we've ever had. Like it barks a lot, but like if somebody walks through the door, no, it's your best. No, friend. not my dogs. <laughs> bad guard dogs growing up (laughs) all of them (laughs) but anyway um back to the back to the nazi aliens um did you did you have and i brought this up when we were first talking about this story um originally did you check out the ufo incident the made for tv movie that was on nbc you know what i did not and i really wanted to and i'm still going to because that looks fucking sweet can I talk about that for a hot minute? Because there's a there's a lot of really interesting things about that about that made for TV movie. Okay. Um, so as I said before, it it premiered in 1975 on NBC, uh, October 20th, 1975, and uh, it starred James Earl Jones as Barney Hill. Betty Hill was played by Estelle Parsons, who's if you ever watched the sitcom yeah. Roseanne, yeah. she's like Roseanne's mother. Yeah. So one super interesting thing. Uh, about this made for tv movie was that a lot of people watched it the book had been out already um when this when this movie came out so like the the betty and bernie hill case it wasn't exactly i mean it wasn't you know at the forefront of everyone's sure minds but it wasn't like you know it, it had been established a little bit but yeah so the the movie appeared on october 20th 1975 two weeks later november 5th 1975 is when travis walton went missing oh yeah huh wow. yeah and uh 15 days later uh he disappeared for for a week or whatever it was um but so i don't know if, if there's a connection that there fucking guy let me tell but you. a lot a lot, of, a lot of other podcasters would assert that there was um but what i thought was super interesting about watching the movie is that it's it's very well done i mean the special effects are kind of cheesy and they're pretty terrible alien effects but James Earl Jones, like his acting is really good, and his like terror at when he, especially during the flashback scenes, it's the movie is basically like two thirds just them recounting uh, and and under hypnotherapy and recounting what happened, and they're using the exact uh, they're using the the tapes of their uh, regression therapy sessions, and the the actors are acting it or acting out the regression therapy, and then they're also filming like a reenactment or something right that's cool yeah so it's it's done very well and his acting like fucking makes it absolutely terrifying now when they when they cut to like the reenactment and you see like the shitty alien effects like then it's kind of like you know very much like 1975 but sure. as as far as like the drama to the drama part goes it does it very well 
what's interesting though is I can't imagine it's like very much a horror movie. Right. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, like it's very much like it it's not a drama. It's not like this medical metaphysical new age like oh, like, you know, these are our, our alien brothers and who knows what, you know, they have in store for us. Like it's very it's 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 shot, it's edited, it's scored, it's staged to be very terrifying. And I just thought it was interesting that like this was one of the first like real life i guess you would say you know well you said this was like you know one of the one of the first reported alien alien abduction widely reported alien abduction uh, cases and it's just framed so negatively um and i'm not saying incorrectly but i can't imagine watching this in 1975 and you're either going to come away from it laughing at the whole thing and thinking this is the biggest little bullshit you ever spent 92 minutes watching right or being absolutely terrified that this could happen to me at any given moment with no warning and and nothing i can do to stop it well you know we kind of talked about this um when i mentioned you know possibly meeting you know the colds um you know when when these aliens came down to to betty and barney hill they weren't like Hey, you want to like take a ride on our spaceship? Like, they didn't ask. They're right, like, there's no consent. You're, you're going to come with us. Yeah. What the fuck are you gonna do? Say no? You know? Well, no, you're not. You're just gonna do what you're told because at that point in time, you are scared because you you're dealing with things that you have no real knowledge of. And what choice do you got? <laughs> you know, what choice do you have? So right. yeah, you might as well do it. And then you get on the ship, and you don't know. And I don't think that the ship went anywhere. As far as we know, I mean, I, I don't, I, maybe, maybe it did. I don't think they know if the ship went anywhere. Maybe it just stayed right there while they did their experiments and let them out. I don't know. Right. Um, but you don't know. You get on the ship, you don't know. They're going to take you away. You're never going to come back again. Who knows? Who knows? They took Travis Walton away, allegedly. Probably not, though, because he's a liar. But, um, <laughs> you know, you don't know what's going to happen. So, yeah, it is. I mean, it is scary. You know, I think it would be different if, like, they came down as because then you have other things like like injured cold where you know he comes down and he just wants to be buds and that was never really received badly and maybe that's why that story never really took off was because it's not scary right you know it's because Woodrow Danberger was a willing participant the whole time you know they were friends and you know but you know horror sells these scary stories man they sell people love that shit they like to be scared and so that's why it gets so popular um you know but that one wasn't and and this one is i mean you're right it has been framed that way but from a human perspective i mean it it would be pretty scary don't you think sure oh 100 yeah. barney's reaction is about wanting to run about wanting to hide about wanting to fight uh, he had a gun in the trunk um and he you know he knew that they were he felt the he knew he was outmatched yeah you know what i mean and that's what really comes through when you listen to that when you listen to that recording and that is something that i have a hard time not believing um is the authenticity of his uh panic at at seeing this craft and and yeah, this what happens inside gets a little goofy and the shit about the star map and all that stuff. And we'll get to that in a second. But like, you know, I think you listen to his 
description of how he felt and the way he reacted. And that feels, that feels genuine to me. Um, yeah. And it's what any of us would do. Like you realize, I mean, I guess maybe there were some people that would see that thing up in the sky and be filled with wonder and awe and, and, and want to explore it or, you know, and then he's just like, Oh, we're fucked. <laughs> this thing yeah. is bigger than us. It made our car stop. There's things inside of it and there's, they're watching us. We're yeah. fucked. You know Absolutely. what I mean? And that's yeah. a, that's a pretty good appraisal of the situation. And he ended up being right. You know what I mean? Like it could have been a lot more, uh, they were experimented on and there was a, a fair amount of brainwashing going on, but you know, you can sense his terror up until that point. And that's very real. And it's, it's, it was a negative experience, you know? Well, especially, um, you know, for him, because he didn't really, <clears throat> you know, he didn't talk to them like, like Betty did, you know, Betty got the chance to to talk with one of these guys a little bit and, you know, kind of, you know, figure out that they weren't really there to harm them, you know, and, and Barney didn't really get that luxury. He just got a tube up his butthole and that was, you know, that was that. And so definitely two different experiences, which, which makes a lot of sense why Barney would revert to, you know, extreme trauma and not remember any of it. Whereas like Betty was still able to recover some of those memories because she didn't her brain didn't really want to forget she had a different perspective a different she pretty much had a different experience on the same in the same situation you know so did you um, ever see that did you ever see that snl skit with ryan gosling about alien abduction i don't think so no okay they did two of them they're worth checking out on youtube but basically ryan gosling cecily strong and kate mckinnon are three UFO abductees and they're being uh, interviewed by someone in the like CIA or the Pentagon or whatever. Sure. And they're like, you know, so explain to us what happened on the craft. And Ryan Gosling talks about this uh, like really transcendent experience and Cecily Strong kind of does the same thing. And then they get to Kate McKinnon who's smoking a cigarette and she's like, no, they shoved the tube up my ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's, that's the joke is that, you know, the two of them and, and he's like well i must have been in a, you must have got a different set of aliens because mine were fucking all hands and and blah 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 and they made me piss into this bowl and then they spilt the bowl and they were fighting okay. over whether or not i could read the book anyway so yeah it's it's a good snl skit that kind of follows that you know that's the same kind of yeah, the same yeah. ufo with the same aliens having completely different experiences right um but i think you know he could have been so over overridden by fear and anxiety that everything was just kind of perceived as negative and he probably wasn't trying to communicate very much with them not that i would blame him um, yeah well right it's just again two two different people with different <laughs> upbringings and and set of wiring in their brain handling right. the situation differently yeah take and, two people could take the same acid and go to completely different places exactly you know I mean? exactly so. and uh so you know but let's talk about that star map for a minute um you know i don't know I don't know what I think about it. It had later come out that somebody claims that the star map that she drew is actually a map of, uh, what is it? Zeta reticuli. Yeah. So she was, it's something that she remembered under, uh, they were, she was shown a star map during her encounter. And then during regression therapy, she was able to draw it or she thought she was drawing it. And then some people, some amateur astronomers, I think it was like a high school teacher or something like, basically went through all the known star maps of the universe and tried to find something that it corresponded with. And the best they could match it up with was Zeta Reticuli. Um, 
and other people have said that that's not that's just kind of like wishful thinking to think that it matches up yeah well i mean they've come out and they've said that like yeah it matches but that's just because you know just because it just was coincidental that it did and it's like oh okay you know so who knows you know if if that's i mean that depends on you know the only real rebuttal that they have against the betty and barney hill case is the fact that um a couple of things i mean you know they said again that the star map that was just coincidental that she ended up drawing zeta reticuli she didn't know we didn't know i I believe we didn't know at the time what it was and uh you know so that was just uh, just purely coincidence and then on top of that they think that you know they had gone on vacation because they were having a particularly stressful life at that time and they thought maybe the stress and the sleep deprivation had gotten to them and that you know they just thought that they saw ufo and made it into something it wasn't um you know basically they had hallucinated the whole thing another rebuttal was that um you know betty she went on to become i mean they both really did end up you know becoming these big ufo people and betty you know claims that she'd seen ufos later in life and they had put her through a couple of tests to see if you know how well she wasn't identifying things and they've come to find out she wasn't very good at it but well barney died a couple years later um, yeah he wasn't allowed he wasn't around for very, very long. no he died in 1969 of a cerebral hemorrhage right. which is kind of one of those like okay did yeah. they did he have a cerebral hemorrhage hemorrhage because of the abduction experience and as some kind of because of something that had to do with that or did he fabricate his part of the abduction experience because of the cerebral hemorrhage? You know what I mean? Like, is it connected at all? Does it have, does it make the scales tip this way? Does it make the scales tip that way? Does it not have anything to do with anything? You know, uh, people don't know, but it's one of those things where it's like, the story gets complicated even further by having this be an aspect of it. Right. Well, exactly. And well, a lot of people said that like his hypnosis, his regression therapy was purely based off the fact that, he was basing it off of Betty's dreams. So that's why right. they were too close. And two weeks two weeks before the Betty and Barney Hill case happened, there was an episode of The Outer Limits that dealt with alien abduction right. that they, they had watched. And was there any connection to that? And could she have had a dream based on that the same way Travis Walton? Well, they said they never watched it. They didn't know what they were talking about. Oh. Oh. So they, they said they never watched. It's just that the Outer Limits had aired, and it, it was a possibility that they could have seen it, and that's what they based it off of. Especially because they said that the aliens look so similar, you know that would have been it. But they they both said that no, we don't watch we don't watch that shit. You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, and uh, it makes sense. Now, <clears throat> one of my biggest things, and I said it, you know, when we kind of talked about the anniversary of it, was that you know Betty and Barney Hill. The the thing about about them is that. Uh, they're an interracial couple in the 60s like and that was very much not okay so why would they go people like that they're not purposefully drawing attention to themselves you know like what would be why would they go and and do that and put themselves on the public eye like that if something really hadn't happened well I mean, if you really want to be a prick, you could say they already drew a bunch of attention to themselves by being in an interracial relationship in the first place. 
Well, you know? I guess. Now, granted, like, hey, you love who you love. The heart wants what the heart wants. I get it. Well, that's um, 2021. Yeah, that shit shouldn't exist. I mean, I'm saying right. people shouldn't care but about I've, that anymore. But no, in the 60s, they, they did. They, exactly. In the 60s, they did. And was, you know, I, I don't know. I don't. That's another interesting aspect of it. And you have to wonder, does it play any kind of part at all? Does it play a part in his feelings of, you know, his instinctual feelings of persecution? Could that have been the reason that he was so on edge and and feared uh, interference or, or you know, um, sure. hostility from, from outside forces? It's because maybe that's something that he felt every time they walked into a grocery store together. I don't know. Sure. You know, I, you know, I, 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 I dated a black girl for a while and uh, remember the first time we went out for drinks, we were going to go see a movie first. And like, we were over by my house and I was like, Oh, we'll just stop here. And like, never, never thought in a million fucking years that like we would get looked at or, or anything walking into a place together. And we did. And I mean, we weren't thrown out, you know, it's not like we were fucking run out of the place or anything. But um, I became very aware very quickly that, you know, um, we were, people were paying attention to us because we were an interracial couple. And uh, I can only imagine what it was like being in the 60s, being married, and you're dealing with that everywhere you go. Everywhere. Every well, time you were killing black people then. Yeah. I mean, this is 61. This is right. early 60s. This is early. Right. Now, granted, they're on the East Coast. They're probably in the most liberal part of the United States to pull us to do something like this. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's got to affect you psychologically. And he was also an ex-military guy. You know, once again, does that have any kind of a, does that have any bearance on the story? I don't know. You know, but I mean, it's it's part of his past. He had a military background. Right. And um, so that was something that he was used to. He was he was raised in a combative mindset or i don't know what you know maybe it has nothing to do with it maybe it has everything to do with it you know um and still worked for the government he was a post office uh employee yeah. at the time yeah you know yeah so and, i mean it's just it's just another thing to kind of add to it um you know the, the mystery of it all i suppose you know whether or not this was something whether or not they just overreacted to a very normal situation i don't i just i don't I don't think I don't think you can fucking dream up an entire alien abduction because of you know stress but yeah I don't buy that either like that seems like a I mean that's a reach I think they hurt themselves reaching for that one you know um but you know it it is it is definitely I mean either way whether this happened or, or whether it didn't which you know I'm in the camp that it did um it's definitely set a precedence for alien abductions right it's right it you know it it's got its place just like how i don't really like the exorcist but the exorcist has its place in horror movies you know uh as much as in in the shining too i don't like the shining either and it has its place but i hate the beatles (sighs) pat hates the beatles and but they have their place you know um i mean that's kind of you know the same thing with uh the betty and, and barney Hill. i don't hear too many people try to debunk it to be honest with you again you know we kind of named off pretty much everything that they had every bit of ammunition and right still doesn't make a lot of sense you know could it be those things sure it could be those things but you know the only thing we can go off of is what they said and like they said they never watched the outer limits you know <laughs> like, right. so 
you know that's what they said um you know the star map does look like zeta reticuli well i'll argue i'll I'll argue that more than anything else because i think that might be i mean carl sagan even said he thought it was bs and i i defer to carl sagan on this one but you know it's one of those things where you can draw you know a couple lines and a couple dots and you can try to make it be whatever you want to make it be and if you want to take enough of a sleep with it you know then you can kind of mold it into whatever kind of sure you want it to fit to so i'm not sold on the star map that and that was always kind of my thing too is that so okay if the star map's legit that means these guys came from outer space it means they flew here on their spaceship from another planet you know what i mean (laughs) and like all right so that's what that's what aliens are huh like let me ask you something we didn't think that anymore i thought we were in the theory now you ever looked at a map before in passing just a general you ever looked at a map ever yes i used to have to meet people off the internet and use MapQuest back in the day okay everyone had fucking gps okay could you draw <laughs> that map no you I, so, I understand what you're saying no i'm not i'm hey okay i'm not shitting on her cartography skills here this isn't me like you know this isn't about that I think. No, no, no. I'm just making a point. No, I'm just making a point because my ass wouldn't be able to, especially if I met fucking aliens. The last thing I'm thinking about is I, I better memorize this map real quick. Like, I'm not, you're not, you're not thinking clearly when well, you're faced with something like that. True, and granted, I, but I'm not. My problem isn't with the quality of the map. It's I the think, people comparing it to Zeta Reticuli. Well, that I don't. I, my whole point was that I don't think that that was. I, I don't think that it's. We, we we should say that they came from Zeta Reticuli. The map thing I just kind of put off to the side is, you know, just like inconclusive evidence. But I think the story that they came from another planet and that they they flew across here in a ship that could have taken fucking thousands of light years or whatever. Like that to me is the more damaging evidence is that they presented themselves as having flown here from another planet. When we when our science now tells us that that's highly unlikely. That if these things are traveling well, I don't around, think they ever claim that they flew here from another planet. I just think they pulled the map out and showed her where they were from. Okay, so then saying that they they teleported made some kind of use of that. I just don't think they ever really said exactly how they got here. Yeah, I wasn't. I, I wasn't there. You know, no. Well, that was a you, you weren't there. Huh? You don't know. <laughs> I you wasn't there when it happened. Someone else had mentioned, and I, I I mentioned that last week too, that you know they had mentioned that their biggest issue with it is that how they described the examination and stuff was was very much examination tactics for the time, but that's a hard one to to argue because I get what they're saying. Why wasn't there more high tech, you know, exams going on? Well, we don't really know if there was or wasn't. If we don't understand their science you know then we're not gonna be able to nail it to a t and be like oh they gave me an mri if you don't know what the fucking mri is in 1961 you know i mean then you're not really gonna know what exactly is going on and uh you know again looking in the case of like uh with uh you know barney he was scared to death you know he probably right then and there his brain probably shut down pretty good well, yeah, and I think once you acknowledge that there could be a fair amount of um, screen memories or hypnosis or thought control going on, it, it, it basically throws everything that you, even through regression therapy, it throws everything into question. That's so, true. like, maybe, you know, 
maybe the the fact that these are aliens in a spaceship is the screen is the screen memory. Maybe there are no more aliens in the spaceship than they are Nazis in a Bellcraft, or they are dudes in black suits and black cars. Yeah. Maybe all of that, all of those are different masks. And you got to peel back like a million different layers before you get to what the what the fucking thing really is. And it's not a little gray man in a black suit from Zeta Reticuli. Right. That's just as preposterous as, you know, smiling fucking strangers or, or black-eyed children. Or, right. or Mothman, you know what I mean? All of that is just screen memories or, or, or superimposed uh, imaginative shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? No, you're absolutely right. Of course um, I am. So are we going to tell the audience now that we're aliens or you want to wait until like episode 100 or something? <laughs> that we are? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm not. Should they, be, they should be allowed to know. I am firmly from Chicago. You can hear it in my well, fucking accents. That might be alien to some. I don't know. <laughs> We're Midwesterners. We're from the Midwest. That's what it is. Right. Although no, I, you're, you're absolutely right about, you know, what you're saying is that, you know, there's so much to unpack here that, um, you know, we might not get to the bottom of the bag ever. And uh, if you, you know? start peeling shit away, man, how do you know when to stop? Would you stop when it looks right to you? Or do you stop when you don't feel there's anything left to peel away? Because I feel like you can keep peeling away. I don't buy the outer space thing. I think that's a bunch of bullshit. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Like, like you don't the, think outer space is real? No, nah, man. I think we're on a turtle's back. No. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, I just... I looked at Zeta Reticuli that they were showing star oh, maps. Oh, okay. okay I think, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just... I, I think that science gets really weird. If, if you try to put if you try to put these stories into scientific context, things get harder and harder to explain when you try to account for space travel. Right. I think if you really, if you really yes. want to be a physicist about this and You're you right. want to really start talking about the honest to God fucking science, when you start talking about space travel, things get very fucking hard to believe. Because you and, can't have space travel without time travel. You can't. So then you start talking about, okay, these things are not traveling through space. Uh, interdimensional, right. Yes, okay. So now you're talking about completely yeah. different things. And whenever people start pulling out fucking star maps and saying, oh, we flew here from another planet, either they're lying, you're lying, or it's just another fucking screen memory bullshit. This is the story that we're telling the humans so they don't lose their shit and they let us, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's but you're right. Saying. I guess I never thought about that. The aliens could be fucking lying to us. Why wouldn't they? Why would they tell us the truth? We're just human. Well, that's that's what's crazy is that we we impart this kind of morality on them that like doesn't necessarily need to be there, and that's what I think is so interesting about Betty's like casual aside of like then they got into an argument on the on our way out of the ship about whether or not they should take the book is because you don't see that I don't see that now. Granted, I've not read every single abduction experience committed to paper, but usually there's a uniform goal. Or there's there's kind of like a sense of order of control that's going on here, and this momentary lapse of fucking autonomy where the two aliens argue about a book is so is so deviates I feel from the the abduction narrative norm, right? <laughs> like fucking, so they get off the ship, right? Betty and Bernie will get off the ship, and everybody else on the ship just looks at the one guy and this fucking guy. Oh, it's fucking trying to give him the book. What are you doing? So fucking. <laughs> Would you run out of snow globes? <laughs> like it went home and gave his ass a fucking swirly. <laughs> right? Did they yell at him? Did they report him? This asshole, you know. 
of course so, it was him <laughs> but it's it's such a weird it's such a weird detail and it makes you like i said to me that either makes the whole thing completely true or makes it completely it's the well, it's like the, the like the veggie man phenomena that we talked you know we talked about right. it just it's so fucking insane that like i mean what what other possibility is there <laughs> you know that like you right. know, probably happened <laughs> so i don't know you know it's it's one of the, what do you guys think do you guys think betty and barney hill were abducted by aliens i mean here's the thing about it they're both dead both of them we'll never know unless the aliens that abducted them came down with their with a videotape of it and like yeah we're the ones we did it we'll never fucking know if it happened or not but right. in in a world of uh you know unknowns i'd like to believe that that they were so sure i believe yeah. it something happened something happened whatever whether it was like you said accurate or not uh depending on what they were allowed to know i don't know but something definitely happened to these people period whatever it right. was whether they just believe it did so badly that it's made they made it their reality or that it actually did happen something happened and uh it, it changed the paranormal landscape forever yeah forever and uh you forever. know so, so there's that but anyway i don't have anything else to add do you got anything else to add no i'll quit on my head okay <laughs> all right then guys well there you go there's betty and uh barney hill so happy birthday or whatever anniversary whatever it was last week or (laughs) okay i'm done now we'll see you guys back here next wednesday